Hello, and before we start today's show, I just wanted to ask you all for a big favour. So in only a few short months, we've built up a really good following for this show, and we're really grateful for that. It's been fantastic. But for 2019, we want to try and increase our listener numbers as much as we can, so we'd really appreciate your help. So first of all, we'd be really grateful if you could tweet or let people know about the show, and sort of maybe include a link to the website at www.sidehustlesuccesspodcast.com. But also it'd be really good if you could rate us on your podcast player. So if you use iTunes, Stitcher, or any of the other um, podcast playing services, if you could leave a rating on there if you like the show, and perhaps leave a review. So let us know what you like, what you don't like. Is there a particular subject you want us to cover? We will go and read all the reviews. So that would just be something that would be really helpful if you could help us out with. And uh, with that, let's start the show. Welcome to the Side Hustle Success Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Haunts, and I'm joined by my co-host, Kevin Taylor. This is a show for anyone who has a product or business idea and wants to go full-time on it eventually, or maybe you already have. This is a show about product design, entrepreneurs, freelancers, contractors, free agents, digital nomads, and anything in between. In this episode, we're going to kick back a little and uh, start preparing for Christmas. Now it is December. Yeah. So, Kevin, how have you been doing? Uh, yeah, great, thanks. Yeah, we've been working on, as always, the, the timber beam calculator. So we re- relaunched the, the beta version with the extra tools that people have re- requested. Um, so that's sort of out at beta. I'm going to do some final testing next week, and I'm going to hope, sort of hoping to launch that in the next couple of weeks. So we're really excited about that. So just that, really, yeah. Yeah, it's just, just cracking on. It's, it's nice to finally get a product out the door, so, or, or almost out the door. So that's, that's good. What have you been up to then, Steve? So I've been having a... Bit more of a leisurely month, really. So I'm not. I'm not actually taking any time off. But I can't, actually, I can't remember if I remember this last episode or not. But it's been so full on this year that I decided, kind of towards the end of September, early October, that I was going to just work on some different kind of pet coding projects. In yeah, and so you were going to work on it on a, in a sort of side project for December. I think I remember you mentioning. Yeah, so things. nothing directly related to any of the other courses I've been doing. Uh, I've just been. Thought I'd do a bit of coding for leisure because I haven't really written anything substantial for a while except sample code for my courses. And so I've been doing that and it's been great and quite, quite to, relaxing. Are you allowed to say what it is or is it still still under development? Um, or? Well, I can mention it. I mean, I'm not open source it anyway. Um, I'm just working on some tools for doing interactive fiction. So kind of text adventures and oh, cool, kind yeah, of like yeah. the choose your own adventures or fighting fantasy style storybooks. Okay, yeah. So just some tooling around that. It's something I've been thinking about doing for ages. Um, yeah, cool. But never actually got around to doing it, so I'm just going to have a play around with it. Yeah, sounds sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, my procrastination course has finally been released by Pluralsight. <laughs> I was going to say I could I could I could make a joke about it, but I don't think I will. Oh, I'll tell you what. Uh, since I started promoting it on Twitter, the amount of people that have turned around and said, "Oh, I'm going to watch that tomorrow." <laughs> tomorrow, another day. Another <laughs> yes, time. I've heard that heard that so yeah, many I times can, now. I can imagine. Um, no, I mean it was, it was due to be out about a week ago, but I think yeah. There's delays in getting the uh, getting all the trailers and stuff made, but oh, okay. that's now out and it seems to be doing really well. People seem to like it, so that's great. Then yeah, yeah. So you're getting loads of views on on that on that course then, or 
Yeah, he's performing quite well so far. But I mean, you always have like the first month, you always kind of have a big bump. And then sort of the second and third month, it kind of tails off a bit. Oh, okay, and then, and then yeah, you kind yeah. of go into a long tail. Do you get some of the sort of ever-ready content that are good for the long run, you know, and others that are sort of, sort of fashionable for a certain length of time? And Yeah, I mean, that is one of the things you need to try and bear in mind when you build a course. So a lot of the soft skills courses, they don't really go out of date. So I've yeah. done quite a few of those now. So that they may not earn as much as like the latest sexy technology. Okay. But yeah. they perform consistently better over time. It's a long burners, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. And some of the technology courses I've done have been on subjects that are a bit more longer lasting. Okay. Some of the newer yeah. stuff. Whereas I know some authors who have done the absolute cutting edge, which is great. You know, they do quite well out of it. But then the course goes out of date really quickly. Okay. Yeah. And new technology comes out. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's always something you want to try and risk. Well, well, it's always a risk that you want to try and avoid. Yeah, yeah, Or mitigate sure. if you can. So, are you, uh, you ready for Christmas then? Not really, no. No, no. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going to do Christmas shopping next next Wednesday. That's the plan. Um, just to get a few final bits and bobs. But yeah, no, not really. I'm not going to get too much really. Not too much stuff to do really. So it's not not too difficult. But are you ready for Christmas? Have you got all the things that you need to get? Yeah, I mean, we, we tend to start quite early. I'm clicking on things on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's one thing I can't yeah. stand is going to a busy shopping centre. Oh, I know. Yeah, Lindsay's got all done all this stuff online because she's got we've got a, uh, like a little baby at home, so she's not too keen on. So most of the stuff we've got we've got online, really. Yeah, um, which is so much easier, isn't it? I mean, we're pretty much done. But I mean, for Christmas itself, we we spend Christmas Day at home and then Boxing Day we're off to my wife's family. Yeah, yeah. We've already done uh, Christmas with my family down south in okay. London, so we did that last weekend. Oh, I see. So that was the only free weekend we had to go down there. Yeah. So we've already had a practice go at Christmas. <laughs> practice, practice, <laughs> Christmas. A few weeks of absolute chaos with the kids. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, there's so much to do. I was looking at how sort of looking at my diary and sort of, more or less there's something on every day. There's a problem with kids, isn't there? There's always like, yeah. you have to get to Santa. You know, this morning it was a breakfast, with Santa, breakfast club with Santa, you know, and... Yesterday it was nativity play, and then it, there's always right. seems to be something on, doesn't there? You know. Yeah, we've got all our nativity plays next week. Have you? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I think my my son's a shopkeeper in one of the plays, which means he hasn't got any lines. <laughs> yeah, my little boy was a sheep. A <laughs> sheep, and he just sang a little song and danced around a bit. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't too, too challenging. But he's only five, so I don't expect too much. Yeah. Cool. Well, I thought you know this episode. You know, take things a bit easier. You know, we're slowing down for Christmas. Oh, yeah, so our, thought, our Christmas relaxing episode. So I thought, you know, let's do a bit of an extended QA because we've had some quite good questions that people have sent us. And then I thought, you know, it's not Christmas without a game of Christmas bingo. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it certainly yeah. is in our family. So we always go to the mother in law's and there's always the game of Christmas bingo. Yeah, yeah. So true. so we've got a nice game of uh, bullshit bingo to play <laughs> in a minute. Let's say bullshit. <laughs> let's bleep that out. I, I could always edit it. <laughs> we'll, we'll call it buzzword bingo. Okay, but buzzword. buzzword I, thought, I thought it'd be quite fun. You know, sometimes it's nice to remember why you left corporate life. Yeah, you know, yeah. Some of the things that managers used to come out with in meetings used to make my, you know, ugh, make, make my flesh Oh, cool. yeah, yeah. So some of the, the catchphrases and, and that are just used, but they don't really have any real meaning. They're yeah. Just kind of like... Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's not good. So yeah, I thought that'd be quite good fun. Yeah, yeah, cool. Okay, well, let's go into the questions then. So, first question is by uh, Ryan, and he says, "Is there anything about your old corporate life that you miss?" For me, yeah, there's certain things. I mean, I I kind of miss the camaraderie, you know, kind of the friendships and doing the, um, like you know, we occasionally go like to the pub on a Friday lunchtime or something yeah. like that. You know, I kind of miss that side of it. You know, in some ways, I think sometimes it's. Um, sometimes, like some of the sort of 
sort of, almost like bullying, isn't it? You know, do you get that a little bit? You know, I don't know what places you've worked where people give a little bit of banter, but kind of sometimes it oversteps the mark and it's kind of a little bit nasty. Kind of, I don't miss that, you know, so much. But yeah, well, I guess office politics. Yeah, yeah, and, and kind of there's kind of a bit a little bit nastiness. There. Plus, people are competing for jobs and resources and things. And it kind of can get a little bit nasty at times, but. Yeah, and I do miss like, sometimes some of the friendships and yeah. um, some of the, you know, the, the fun you have with other people and, and things like that, but not so much the actual job as such, you know. I don't know, what do you think, or do you miss some of that? Yeah, I'm kind of similar. I mean, you know, I've met lots of good friends. A few of them I still keep in touch with sort of quite regularly. Some of the interesting projects, you know, where you're all trying to get to that end goal and then you've got that last push and everyone kind of comes together at the last minute and it all seems to miraculously work somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was always quite a nice feeling when that happens. But then again, there's been some projects that have been just an absolute disaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a mixed bag, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's nice when things work, but um, yeah, it's a trick on really. I, I don't, obviously, yeah. I do what I prefer to, what I do now to what I did then. Yeah. So I miss the people, I don't necessarily miss the companies. I think that's it, yeah. I think you miss the friendships and the good times that you have with other people, but you don't actually miss the work or, or the organisation necessarily. So another one uh, by Faisal. Um, do you ever struggle explaining to relatives what it is that you do? I, I do, yes. I, I don't know if you're... What do you say? What, what's your, what do you give your job title as? Or? I just say I do training. Training, yeah, yeah. You probably I, have to I say... Generally don't say any more than that unless anyone asks. Yeah, yeah, it's a tricky one because I, I do different things. I mean, I'm a, I sort of say... If, if it was somebody, you know, I could be, if I was feeling lazy and I couldn't be bothered to explain, I'd just say structural engineer. Okay. You know, or, or if, I, if I might say, if I've got time, I might explain, oh yeah, I'm a structural engineer and I own a small software business or something like that, you know, or I run a small software business or something like along that lines. Yeah. Um, but it's difficult. Yeah, I think it's hard when, you, when you're trying to explain, especially if you do different things. You know, so for example, if you're doing different, you know, obviously as a side hustle, so if you've got multiple revenue streams and you do lots of different things, it's sort of hard to pin down what you actually do. Uh, yeah, so I, I very rarely go into that level of detail unless someone asks. I suppose you might say, oh, I'm an author, I do training courses, I do this, I do, you know, I do different things, I do online, offline training courses, etc. Yeah. I don't know, it's difficult. I'm normally fine if I say training, it's sufficiently dull that you won't get any follow-on questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they give up, yeah, yeah, that's enough just to shut them up. But yeah, it is It is always tricky, I think, when you try and explain, especially in this day and age, I think like a lot of jobs, you know, they, they don't, they probably don't get the concept of almost being like a remote internet worker, knowledge worker. Probably a lot of people wouldn't get that. Yeah. You know, older generations, you know, we try and explain to grandparents you know, what you do and stuff. It's difficult, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I've had the problem with uh, sort of older members of the family. I think you said about it as well. Um, you know, people seem kind of surprised that you'd leave a well-paid job to go do your own thing and take all these, you know, supposed risks. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they, they can be risks if you're not sufficiently prepared. So I've had that a few times. Oh, why would you leave that company? You know, massive brand name company that everyone knows. Yeah, so why, yeah, why would you yeah. leave them? Why don't you just stay them? I think the I think the previous generations, you kind of you start, you left school, you work somewhere, and then you work there till you retired, and and that's how yeah. it was. You know, I think that's that's and the, the big company they looked after you. They um, provided you often had free canteens and such like, didn't they? Yeah. And and all that kind of stuff. You know, a lot of places used to get free buses to work. I remember where, when I first started working somewhere, and they were telling me like years ago they used to have a free bus, a free canteen. That you know, workers were kind of well looked after, weren't they? They'd yeah, I mean, gold I remember gold um, pensions and gold watches and all this kind of gubbins. You when you get the train to Nottingham, or sometimes get off at Derby, there's always uh, buses that seem to go to Rolls Royce in Derby. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Sort of oh, still now. shuttling stuff back and oh, forth. Wow, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it does does still happen then? But yeah, I think I think they don't always understand why. I mean, jobs aren't secure as they used to be. Um, it's just different, isn't it? It's a different world we live in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I just say training. That, that, yeah, that, that yeah, kind of I, keeps the conversation short. Because generally, I, if I'm somewhere where we've got a lot of family around, you know, normally I'm trying to 
unwind yeah. and not think about where it's. I don't really I was, want to talk about it. When I was looking at at, um, at my revenue, it's sort of like when I say I'm a structural engineer, only five percent of my revenue actually comes from being a structural engineer. Ninety five percent of it is from software. So really, I, I think if I was honest with you, I'd probably just say you know I run a small software business. Mm. I think is is how it officially. Do. But then when when it, you know if it's something official like uh, like my son's birth certificate you have to say what your profession is or what your, what your job is or whatever okay. so i just said structural engineer i didn't say run a small software company because it yeah. wouldn't mean anything to the registrar you know it's kind of it's more easily understood so if you're in a rush you just say what people understand don't you say you run a software company and they'll be like what like facebook do you know, do you know Mark <laughs> no no it's like <laughs> like a tiny facebook <laughs> yeah but yeah yeah that's, that's a good question that uh next one is from uh, kim um do you find your sales or revenues are seasonal so, for example, do you do better or worse at Christmas? You know, is there a big deviation at Christmas, and how do you deal with it? Uh, oh, yeah, definitely with, with my business. Um, less so now than they used to be. They, obviously, because I'm in the construction industry, and we, most, a lot of construction companies, they shut down for two weeks over Christmas, so it, it tends to just die off. And it always has done. So I'm just kind of just used to it now, because it's happened every year. Um, with the steel beam calculator, because it's like a SaaS product, the, it's kind of smoothing out some of the rough edges a little bit, so that the peaks and troughs aren't as big. But like, for example, our monthly recurring revenue won't increase over December. It'll just remain flat, you know. Um, oh, so is it subscription-based? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we won't get any extra subscriptions. It'll just probably remain fairly flat, you know. And normally, normally revenue is actually going up. You know, the monthly recurring revenue is going up most months, but it won't in Christmas. So it, it's just things like that. And we do one where it's like a, where people buy a one-off product um, and that, that sort of dies off. You know, but then it comes back in January. It just that's just the way it is. You, you're kind of used to it, so we know about it. We plan for it, and we deal with it. You know, I suppose that's a good thing of it being subscription based. If you know how many customers you've got, and you know what the subscription is, you can kind of predict. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not really going. It's going to be. Yeah, we've got a rough idea. Um, I think it'll just remain fairly flat this month. But that's just fine. We we we're prepared for it. So, what about your your stuff? Is that seasonal or is it is it flat or not really? I mean, there's, I mean. Take Pilsite royalties, for example. And there is kind of deviation each month. So some months might be better than other months, but okay. not by much. So yeah. I, I've, I've kind of worked out a baseline of what I'd be happy with. To receive, yeah. And then anything above that is great. And it very rarely dips below that. So, yeah. so it's kind of predictable. And so there are ebbs and flows in, in what you get, but it's not, it's not that massive deviation. Mm, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's good. At least you can plan for it. Then it's probably Once you've gone through a few seasons, you kind of know what to expect. Yeah. I think probably the first season is probably the hardest because... Your revenues are smaller and it's more unknown, isn't it? I've got a friend, he does software for kind of the sort of home music industry or whatever whatever it is. And his his best month is, in Christmas, you know, is December because okay. a lot of consumers buy his product and they buy it, you know, for Christmas, you know. Uh, so it depends, doesn't it, what product you sell as well. So it's, yeah, I mean, it last year I found that um, December was... A pretty good month actually sort of beat the, the previous two months to that okay, in December, yeah, which I wasn't yeah. expecting because I thought people would just be naturally yeah, slowing no, down. December's always our worst month. January has always been fairly good because I guess people have kind of got you know New Year's resolutions or goals that they want to learn some new skills. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I guess people yeah. sort of kind of go into their viewing a bit more. Yeah. Um, what it's going to be like this year, I don't know yet. So we're only part way through December, yeah. so I haven't got those figures. Yeah, our, our best times tends to be like sort of autumn, sort of. Um, September, October, that kind of time. I think people, August, people tend to be on holidays and things. And then, but I think it tends to pick up. And obviously, once winter sets in, it, it tends to calm down a little bit. 
Yeah, I think looking back, I think actually August was a slightly lower month for me this year, just because people are on vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah, it's the holiday season, isn't it? I mean, the good thing with Sentinel Pearl, I mean, it's a global company, so they, they, I think it'd be easier to list countries that they don't sell into. <laughs> oh, so it probably smooths out. Any yeah, so I mean, yeah, it, and, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, not every country or culture necessarily celebrates Christmas, so you're still going to get like traffic going through the system at oh, different okay. times of the year. Yeah, so. yeah. Cool. Okay, so thanks to Kim for that question. Uh, question from Pete. So, have you been inspired by any of the startup stories from other successful companies? For example, the Facebook story. Is there kind of anything like that that's you know inspired us? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're not on the same level, and we don't necessarily aspire to be Facebook. But I like the, you know, like the film, The Social Network. Mm. Have you seen that? Have you? Yeah, that's absolutely. a great yeah. film. I like films, like that. and there's one about McDonald's. Did you see that as well? The uh, the Ray Crocs story. That was quite good as well. No, the only, the only one around that I've seen is that supersized me, but I think that was, oh, more, no. I think that was more of a <laughs> negative, negative program. But uh, yeah, no, it's, it, it obviously is interesting. But no, I think, yeah, I like, I like to hear stories about, it's, it's always inspiring, isn't it, to see. And quite often when you look at stories, say, if you look at, say, Microsoft, and then you look how they started out, mm. it's quite inspiring, you know, if you, you look at any of these, or, you know, like Apple or any of these big companies, it's, it sort of gives you inspiration. Obviously, we're operating at a different level, so what is applicable to them isn't going to be applicable to us and necessarily perhaps it's a different space of time or, or whatever. But no, I'm, I'm definitely inspired by by those. Um, I think it's obviously, obviously your your journey is going to be very different to theirs, you know. But what, what do you think, Steve? Are you inspired by? I mean, I, I enjoy listening to the stories, certainly. I mean, I always found the Apple story interesting, mostly because it's kind of like a soap opera. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's yeah, so many yeah. ups and downs in it, yeah. him, you know, getting fired from his own company. Yeah, I don't think any of these particular stories have necessarily motivated me to do what I do now, though. Um, I mean, but you know, yeah, perhaps they don't actually. I mean, because what we do is so very different, isn't it? Yeah, I, think we all I have mean, our own I was kind of inspired by story, don't certain really? people. I mean, obviously with the pro site thing, there was lots of people on there that I looked up to before I even considered doing that. Actually, kind of work. yeah, to be honest, I'm probably more inspired by people books that I've read of other people. Probably more like, for example, like um, the Base Camp, the story of Base Camp. Yeah. Um, and there's a guy called um, Rob Walling. I uh, listened to his podcast and read his book. I'm probably more inspired by people like that. I'm probably more aspired to be like those kind of guys, um, more the bootstrapping startup side than these you know, big, massive companies that you would have heard of. That's my, my inspiration. But yeah, I think everybody has their own thing that they want to achieve and mm. I'm inspired by them but perhaps not it's inspired but it's probably not in an actionable way you know it's not like a, I could take the story of uh, what Mark Zuckerberg did and apply that to my business because I probably can't you yeah. know it's not it's not I mean I've, I've never I've never it. been motivated to kind of go down the whole Silicon Valley startup style route and you know where you have to go for hyper yeah. growth and employ hundreds of people so that just sounds like a nightmare to me. It, yeah it sounds crazy. I mean, you're reading a, I mean it's like reading a book called uh, I think they mentioned it too, the Bad Blood book about Thranos I think it's called Thranos they were like a, a startup that so. uh, tested blood. Oh, and okay. it was it was kind of like if you read the book it's kind of like all the clichés of what was wrong in Silicon Valley you know, working crazy hours but not really knowing what you were doing. Sort of bad management. Uh, they were sort of like sort of faking blood tests, oh and lots of you know to investors and stuff. So making out that it would work, and just doing lots of really really bad stuff. You know, bear in mind there's safety critical stuff. They were they were they wanted to use it on cancer patients and stuff, but they hadn't proven the technology. Yeah, and they were faking blood tests and stuff. It was all kind of a bit dishonest, you know. Um, so I think you've got to be careful, really. Yeah, I mean, so you know, you read you read that and you think. 
you know, perhaps the, the I think it was, oh, I can't remember her name, that was it, Emma Holmes or something like that. She was the founder of this, this startup and she was kind of inspired by Steve Jobs and she used to wear like the black turtlenecks and do all this kind <laughs> right. of... I think sometimes you've got to get a bit carried away. You, you can't follow somebody else's journey. You've got to make it your own, haven't you? Yeah. Make it authentic to who you are and what you believe and what your values are and et cetera, you know. You've got to be a little bit careful, aren't you, I think? Yeah, I mean, some people tend to get sort of caught up in the whole Silicon Valley style thing. But I mean, from certainly what I've read about it, it's quite toxic I mean it, it can know, be yeah. you've got the whole yeah, programmer really thing going on as well and yeah there's some light sides of it that aren't pretty you know um, I can imagine yeah I mean it's not a world I inhabit but yeah I think there's a certain craziness there isn't there I mean I always um, talk about the uh, the comedy series Silicon Valley I've still not seen have it have not yet? seen it no, yet no I've not okay, it's, it, it's really good because it's obviously it's, it's fiction it's, it's comedy but from, from working in a startup previously there's a lot of similarities some of the stuff that goes on so it's kind of well it is you know, it's not real. Yeah. Some of the stuff that goes on, you can quite easily see actually going on in, in a, in a uh, Silicon Valley. Yeah, style no, I, I can imagine what it's like. I've, I've sort of like um, been around the edges of that world and it's not it's not something I really want to venture too far into. I'm, I'm, yeah. kind of, I'm kind of happy doing things my way. Um, so I think you can have to be authentic to yourself. I think, yeah, but it's good to be inspired by these stories. I think you can still be inspired by um Probably not necessarily in an actionable way, but you know, I think it's good to, to look up to those those sort of guys. Last question we got for today then is: uh, so when you just work for yourself, you don't have a boss breathing down your neck and um, telling you to stay productive. So how do you stay productive without that fear of getting into trouble from a boss? Yeah, we had a quick a quick chat about this before before we started recording, and I think it's, this isn't this never been a problem for me. I think it's more the other way where. If you tend to, if you're passionate about what you're doing and you work for yourself, you tend to work more than if you were just doing a job. And sometimes you need somebody to sort of say to you, "Hold on a minute, take a break," or, yeah. or perhaps do a little bit. I don't. You, we had this discussion where you say it's, it's that's not necessarily a problem. It's more the other way, isn't it? About doing too much or getting too sucked in. Absolutely. So I mean, I've had people say to me, even even my wife has said to me, "Oh, you work for yourself, so you know, can you just take thirty Friday off, or mm. or just take next week off?" It's like. So in, in one way, yes, you do have the flexibility and the freedom to do that. Yeah, I think so. But because it's your own company and you're kind of more invested in it being successful, you tend to work harder. Yeah, I think it can be really hard on yourself. And I mean, I don't probably take as many holidays as I should, you know, and take days off, you know. I find that hard. Mm. It's, it's, it's too hard on yourself. So I think you do have to be a bit careful. But um, it depends on different personalities. There might be some people there that struggle to get motivated. But then they're probably not the sort of people that go and sell their business anyway, I guess, aren't they? But yeah. who knows? So no, I mean I've I've never found it hard to stay productive, you know, without having someone looking down my neck, you know, telling me what to do. I'd say quite the opposite. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there might be the odd day where I kind of feel like you know I can't be bothered, but yeah, I think generally it's not never really been a problem for me. And I guess you're probably similar, Steve, that you don't. But even in the work I do, I mean, whilst I work for myself, you know, if, if I'm doing a course for Pluralsight, you know, you sign a contract to do that course. Ah, okay. So at the end of the day. Yeah. For that particular project, they're still your boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you still you still just have multiple bosses, don't you, or, or different bosses. But saying that, I mean, they're, they're very good to work with, and they very, you know, there's been a few occasions where I've had to go past a deadline, but you know, if, if you know, you, you never get in trouble as long as you can demonstrate that you've made good progress and you've got a good reason why oh, okay, you might yeah. have gone over your time slot. Yeah, or your deadline, then they're kind of fine. I think I think you still have bosses when you work for yourself. They just you have different or more bosses or whatever. You know, you still yeah. have to produce something to somebody don't you our bosses Her Majesty's Customs and Revenue oh, yeah, that's one of them yeah <laughs> that's one of them those who we pay our one. tax to but tax was last, last month so I've now forgotten about that <laughs> we'll move on I think yeah, yeah November's not a good month for me 
instead of a show topic, I thought we'd have our little game of buzzword bingo. I won't say the sweary version. <laughs> buzzword bingo. Uh, so I'll go through the rules in a minute, but you know, I, th- I thought, why well, this would be a good fun, especially for me, because I'm kind of newer out of the, the corporate yeah, life I'm, than, I was, than I was yourself. Steve, I mean, I've been out of the corporate world for 10 years, like over 10 years now, so it's kind of hard for me to, at least nearly 10 years, so it's, it's hard for me to imagine what it's like, you know. But. but there always used to be these instances where you're sitting in meetings and you've got some, you know, especially like some of the young managers or proper upstarts who mm. just want to like, you know, make it sound like they know everything. So they just use the most ridiculous terminology. And plus you've got oh, some of the, imagine. you know, the startup terminology as well, <laughs> which is quite vomit inducing. So I thought we'd just play a game of bingo around that. But I've, I've got a little anecdote, which, okay, which I remember yeah. the other day, which I thought was quite funny. So I was, I was working for a financial services company. It was a loan company. Yeah. I, I won't say who. I'll protect the innocent and the guilty. And, you know, I was, I was very good friends with the IT director there at the time. And as a company, we were going through a big regulatory review with the uh, British government. So the US office, who are the, you know, the main corporate office, decided to parachute in one of their uh, senior vice presidents from the States. Okay, yeah, yeah. And this, this guy was an absolute clown. <laughs> like I said, I'm not going to say any names. But uh, one, one thing we noticed that he would do is he would start mirroring um, things that people said. So okay, me, me and the yeah. IT director thought, yeah, we have a bit of a laugh with this. We'll make up a load of really ridiculous terms <laughs> Use them, that are yeah. all based around, you know, pigs and bacon and pork products. You know, it's, it's completely <laughs> ridiculous. This, I mean, this was a while ago. It's a bit more immature then. So we had things like uh, shitty pigs was one of them. What does that mean then? Oh, it didn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. No, uh, Noses in the trough bringing home the bacon and putting the pigs in the sty. Pigs in the sty. With, the, with, the, with these four things that we said we were yeah. going to try and use as many times as we could in meetings. And then over time, you know, we told a few other people about it. Oh, let them yeah, in on yeah, the joke. Yeah. So whenever we were in meetings with this particular American chap, <laughs> we'd just start saying these terms and we'd try and, you know, predict when he was going to start using them. Two weeks. Oh, two weeks, yeah. Yeah, he start picking up, yeah. Using random made-up phrases, yeah. I, th- I think the first one was pigs. Uh, pigs in the sty. <laughs> pigs in the sty. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, yeah... It's a bit immature looking back at it, but yeah. it's also funny. Yeah, it is. I think it just shows how ridiculous some of these statements are, doesn't it, that you use? Oh, some some of the uh, the office terminology is just so annoying. Yeah. Which is why I thought we'd relive it in a nice game of bingo. Oh, okay, okay. Because Christmas isn't Christmas without a game of bingo. <laughs> bingo. It certainly isn't in our family anyway. So via the power of radio, people are going to have to use their imaginations a bit. Okay. But what we've got is we have a five by five bingo board in front of us. Okay. But the centre square is nothing. It's okay, yeah. So what we have to do is we have our high-tech tombola. Okay, on which the is desk it's here. a big cup. Oh, you're ruining the magic. Sorry, <laughs> 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 it's not a big cup. It's, it's, it's one of those big tombola. It's one of those big tombolas oh, that turn yeah, the yeah, handle. It's not, yeah, just, it, it's not just a very large cup. No. <laughs> okay, okay. It's, it's a very large cup with lots of paper okay. in it. So what we have to try and do is you want to try and get either four along or four vertically or four in a diagonal. Okay. And whoever gets that first scores a point. And Does this we... work on a podcast? People can't see. I don't know. I've never done it before. We could lie. I've never done it before. Okay, okay. That's it. So uh, you can go first. Do you want, okay. do you want to shake oh, the uh, tombola? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll turn the handle. Turn the handle, yeah. Uh, I'll rotate the cup. The, the not oh, coffee I've got like cup. two of them. No, just the one. Just the one. Just, just the one. Oh, good. Ducks it. Oh, and I've got two. Oh, put one back. Oh, oh, you're cheating already. I've cheated. I've, I've picked the one I preferred. Uh, and now I've seen what it's like to run a business. I know. I know. <laughs> so, I'd, uh, so, so, so what have you got? Rough and ready. Um, let's take this offline. Let's take this offline. Okay, so don't, you just cross that off let's on your Take this offline. Oh, okay. Just sit so, it on. Sit it on. Yeah, just, just put a cross for it. Okay, okay, yeah. So, 
let's take this offline. To me, that was always, if you said that in a meeting, it's basically shut up. We want to end the meeting and we'll never speak of this again. It's kind of how I always Take this offline. That. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it doesn't refer to like taking this off, off the internet or what does that refer to? Offline? No, no. It's like when you're, when you're in a meeting and someone might say something that's slightly off topic. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. take this offline, which is just a polite way of saying Saying shut up. Oh, yeah. is it? Rather than just saying... Let's not talk about that because it's not yeah. relevant to whatever we're talking about. They're just they're instead just of saying, phrase. you know, that's not relevant. They always have to say, let's take this offline. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. Always used to drive me mad. I'm not, I'm not good at this corporate stuff because it's. Uh... I know you're a bit further out. I know, I know. I'm, I'm, you, I'm, you, I'm too. You've, off, made, you've managed to escape. I'm too off the track. Okay, well, this one's kind of more startupy. So, oh yeah, okay. Gamification. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how do you feel about gamification? Um, what turning things into a game? Yeah, yeah so, uh, but it seems to be like. Every app seems to want to turn itself into a game with like stickers oh, and badges. And... Yeah, I think it's kind of a bit childish, really. It's a bit like uh, taking away the seriousness of whatever you're doing, doesn't it? I, I don't know how you feel about it. Or, oh yeah, I mean, I thought it was a novelty when I first started experiencing it. It's like um, with, with the Apple Watch, for example, and if you've got the Apple Health app, you know, they, yeah. they give you loads of little rewards for like you know hitting your I step think, goal. I, and... I don't know. But I mean, perhaps I see a little bit of merits in it. You know, like I like the idea of competition. I'm quite a competitive person, so I like the idea of. Of that, so it's, it's not a terrible idea, but yeah, I think, I think if, it's, if it's a fun app, it's okay. Depends so what it is. I don't th- there's an app I use called um, Untapped. I don't know if you've heard of that one. Uh, no, no, it's, it's it's a bit like Facebook for beer. So whenever you ha- you try a new beer, like craft beers, for example, you can uh, okay, yeah, you can scan the barcode or enter the beer in there. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, and then you get you get different badges and awards. Oh, for getting the yeah, for, for different beers, types yeah. of beers, and I think you know. Yeah, that's, that's cool. kind of fun. It's a fun app. That, that's because it's beer, though. But I mean, if it's something serious, it's kind of a little bit silly, isn't it? I think I don't know. Yeah, when I worked at that, that loans company, we, we actually talked at one point about trying to gamify the debt repayment process. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just that's just ridiculous, which, uh, isn't it? That is that's beyond ridiculous. Which is something that's just yeah, no, that's our corporate overlords were quite keen on that one. Really? Oh my <laughs> no. god! No, that's yeah, no, no, that's that's ridiculous. It's the same people that wanted to do a programmer of the month awards as well. Oh no, that's, yeah. they turned into McDonald's. Oh no, yeah, that's kind of cringe, really, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That was that was a bad place. Go on, your turn to. Okay, oh, I'll, I'll try and pick two out this time. I think I've just got the one. Touch base. Touch base. That's touch it. Touch base. Um, touch base. Is this uh, so? So that's kind of like. Uh, Who's that for? Then you'd say. If it's like, so if I was to say to you, Kevin, we must have a chat next week. Oh, is it more about like putting about, it up? Is this procrastination? Is it then, or? or yeah, or way, well, or, no, or, like, no, I don't think so. Really, it's like. We need to have a chat next week about something. Let's touch base. Touch base, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I don't, like, well, I don't know about companies you've ever worked at, but I've never really wanted to touch anyone's base before. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, appreciate so getting trouble with HR now. It's probably a bit rude, isn't it? Um, yeah, and, yeah, I know. It's, 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 it seems to be like one of those I know def- what you mean, default yeah, lexicon base. things that yeah, people say in yeah, the company. Yeah, let's, let's touch base. It sounds like it's sort of a task thing, something you never do, isn't it, really? Um, touch base. What have I found? The more, the, the more certain managers, it used to be managers mainly that use these, the more they said these types of terms, the more useless they were. Yeah. yeah Allegedly. No, I can... Oh, this is your experience, yeah. <laughs> In yeah. my experience, yeah. All right, let's uh, turn the tombola. I'm trying to get my hand stuck in the mug. Okay. Okay. Ah, uh, ducks in a row. Ducks in a row, okay. Is, is this, this another management speak, is it? Yeah, so let's get everything aligned. Let's get our ducks in a row. That Does that mean just like... Just do what we're supposed to do, and we'll give it a silly phrase. Um, yeah, well, basically, yeah, let's do these, things properly. We have these um, five tasks that need to be done. Let's get our ducks in a row. Ducks in let's a get, row. Let's get, get organised. 
Yeah, it's, it's silly, isn't it? I, mean, I used to work for a local authority, uh, local government, and uh, they had this thing where they, they did this big drive for like plain English. So any communication with members of the public had to be written in... in I think there ought to be like a plain English campaign for just general business usage, I think, where you just so They, they say might have done that with mean. normal people. Did they actually do that behind the scenes at the company as well? No, just... not behind the scenes. more of just forward phase, you know, to, to, the, to members of the public. So in, in our written communications letters or whatever, we, we couldn't use jargon that people wouldn't understand. So we couldn't say ducks in a row or, or touch base or gamification or anything like that. It had to just be written in plain English. And it thinks, I mean, it's think perhaps there should be that. That should apply to normal business as well or normal jobs. Yeah. Yeah. I was discussing this with Amanda last night because um, she, she works for quite a large um, IT services company. And she was saying that her company is really, really bad for this sort of thing. So she, she, she'll hear ducks in a row several, oh, several really? times a day. All this kind of stuff, yeah. Um, it's your turn, isn't it? Uh, is it okay? Is it, yeah. is it my turn? Oh, wait. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, cool, cool. Ducks in a row. Uh, okay, what's this one? Don't, this is one you were about Don't let the grass grow too long. Yeah, so I think what that one is, is if you're like trying out an idea, don't spend too long on it. Yeah, yeah. Don't let the grass grow. Why don't they just say that though? That's the thing. Is it just a, does it give more emphasis than and, and just it, saying it, that? This is my whole point. Like, why can't people just say, say what, what they, they mean? mean yeah. So, Come up with this sort of jargony phrase language. It's so like, like a sub-language, isn't it? Yeah, it's like you're expected to know what these things cool. mean. I mean, the three-letter acronyms are just as bad. Perhaps it's just a cultural thing, isn't it? It's part of the culture of that company, isn't it, to use this kind of lingo? Certainly don't miss it. <laughs> Freemium. No, Freemium. This is going back to like a startup y app. It's, yeah, it's more free. Is this, is this where you have like a free version of whatever it is, but it's usually like a pared down version? The idea is that if you have this free version, everybody will go and sign up for your paid version, but you don't, you just end up losing money. Yeah, I mean, or is it, is it not it, always? No, it's kind of weird. So there's quite a few apps that I've bought which are you know freemium. So you download it; it's free. You get a certain amount of functionality, yeah, and then yeah. you can pay to unlock all the all the extra stuff. I'm kind of okay with that. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. The thing I really, really hate, especially with games, you know, you might have a fantastic team who have made the most amazing game ever. Yeah. But as soon as an advert pops up on the screen, it just cheapens the entire experience for me. Yeah, yeah. And then you know you're expected to either buy. You know, spend 20 quid on a pack of gold or whatever. <laughs> or spend £5 to turn the adverts off. And kind of that side of freemium, I absolutely despise. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be, I think it's nuanced, isn't it? I think it's got to be done well. Mm. Um, I, I tend to consider freemium from, like, my business. So I, in theory, we could do, like, a free version of our software. But because I'm bootstrapping it, and obviously you've got to support whatever you... With software, even if it's freemium, you've still got to support it, haven't you? So it it, it becomes a bit of a support burden. So I'm I'm not a big fan of freemium. A free yeah, have, owning a freemium software product wouldn't be a great business for me. It's a good point actually talking about support. Yeah, because if you're offering like a free, say, thirty day trial, and then that person ends up being a really high maintenance. Customer, yeah, they could be a pain. Yeah, who sort of soaks up all your time. Kind of, yeah, what, it's not something we've ever we've sort of considered it a little bit or doing like. I mean, we could do like free tools and bits and bobs, mm. but I think you have to be a bit careful as a business owner if you own a freemium. I think it can work, you know. Um, so how, how how do you bring people onto it if there's not a free version to try? Do you, is that like uh, a, we have like a, demo a yeah we have a demo, but it's like a crippled version of it. So like we do like a, um, the steel beam calculator, but the beams fixed at a very short length, so they can just try it out and see how it works. But it's okay. not really of any use to any of a real project, you know. Cause it so it's fully working, but with some limitations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't yeah. use it realistically. So it's not you can't really use it on a real project because of the limitations, but it, it is enough to show you how it works, you know. 
but we don't we don't do a freemium project a product as such. But yeah, it's it's a tricky one. I think it's a, again it's another made up. But they could put portmanteau. We know where it's two words sort of bunged together, isn't it? Mm. Freemium. It's a bit like that, isn't it? Yeah. Again, it's it, I think plain English should apply to this these kind of terminology, shouldn't they? Anyway, the next next one, Steve. Do you want to pick uh, one of the? Do, I think I, 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 I picked freemium. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, oh, this is terrible. I'm failing already. Trying to get your hand stuck in the mug. I mean, uh, the tombola. Tombola. Performance management. Okay, let's yeah, explain this one to me. This kind of, this kind of, this is kind of the whole process of performance management, which I do not miss at all. So this is where you know you have to sit down with your manager and you have to go through all your goals for the next quarter. Oh yeah, and yeah. And then you've got the three sixty review period process, and everyone rates you, and then you're fitted onto a bell curve. But you can't have everyone performing well, so you move some people down, which means you move some people into the we're about to fire you zone. <laughs> I, I, I just, oh, what a horrible way to rate people. I th- yeah, I think that sounds a bit unpleasant, actually. I mean, I'm not, not really sure what the correct answer is for how you should do it, but I just hated the entire process. Yeah, I know that sounds that sounds quite unpleasant. There, m- there must be a better way of doing it than that. Um, I've always thought that performance reviews are always kind of a bit bullshitty, aren't they? They're not really meaningful or done with honesty or integrity, are they, a lot of the time? So it's not the term performance management I'm kind of at odds with here. It's, it's more the process, it's, it's, it's the is entire it? thing. It's the process, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's probably quite often flawed, isn't it? Yeah, I certainly don't miss that with corporate. I remember I worked for um, uh, a precast concrete company. We used to design like precast concrete components. We used to do floor plans and we'd get like rated on how many square meter of floor area we'd, we'd done. And then we'd have an annual review and they'd say what your, your they'd work out what your salary is a ratio to how much work you'd done. And I thought it was just this ridiculous yeah. thing. And, and what quite happened is, I mean, you, the amount you could produce was depending on the quality of the job you'd get, and that would depend on your team leader. So the team leader would quite cherry pick the easier projects that make their figures look better and yours look bad. And there was things like that, you know, people mm. could game the system a little bit, and it, it was kind of a bit unpleasant, really, you know, how it yeah, worked. You know? I don't think it's a good, the worst, healthy environment. The I worst did, I ended it seven months there, and I thought, it's just horrible. Yeah. It's like being in a factory. The worst one I've ever experienced. I was, I was working for a large healthcare company, and every year we'd do this thing where it'd take like four days. And you'd have to sit in a big room. You'd be handed a massive pack of papers for all the staff. And it'd be done like via management levels. You'd start out with like, you know, we have one, ones to fives in the room. So that's kind of all the managers. Oh, you okay. go through everyone's people one by one. It's very, very slow. And in the end, because people are getting so sick of it, you're not really going through it properly. You know, there's a lot of personal opinion brought into it. So it's not very, is it objective? Yeah, yeah, no, no. And then once that's done, you know, all the level fives have to leave and then they're discussed and then all the level fours leave and then they're discussed. And then mm. in the end, you've just got like, you know, the two directors, <laughs> or the two, oh, two okay, bosses. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, uh, absolutely that, horrible. That does sound not nice. Um, Please remember to mark this wait. on the grid. Are you, are you close to getting bingo anyway? Uh, what is it, three in a row, is it? So, yeah, it, well, either an entire row or a vertical or a diagonal. Oh, a complete row? Yeah. Or... Okay. So yeah. So, oh, so is that uh, Canton's road, that middle one? No. Oh, okay. I kind of stole the board design off of a, <laughs> off of a website, but it's kind of a bit weird. So yeah, if you get that one there, you've got. Oh, got it. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Okay, I get you. Okay. Okay. Back into the tombola. What have we got then? We have circle the wagons. <laughs> circle the wagons. What the hell is that? <laughs> Circle the wagons. I mean, like intimidate people. No, no, no. I, think, I think this one comes from like you know, if if there's some kind of big, massive, you know, interdepartmental problem, you kind of circle the wagons. You kind of go into a defensive stance. Oh dear. Okay. Oh, bomb. this is like yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is um. That sounds completely ridiculous. I've, I've only ever heard this when I've worked for sort of large U.S. companies. I think this must oh, be, this must be a U.S. thing, is it? Yeah. Actually, yeah. What was the um? 
I think about it. Was it the Oregon Trail? Yeah, the, 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 yeah, the, the covered yeah. wagons and all the cowboys. I, and this this was coming yeah. from yeah the frontier or whatever in, yeah. the, in the states when they were going out into the, you know into the whatever it was, you know the Midwest or whatever or the. Well, I've worked for several large US companies, and that's always one that I've. I can heard. imagine that's probably big. It's probably this is like a lot of these terms are like cultural, aren't they? That probably has cultural significance, hmm. as you can imagine, can't you? You know, but to us it perhaps wouldn't so much. You know, not sure what the uh, British equivalent would be. Circle wagon. It's like they form some kind of defensive zone or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's, that's strange. Not, not, not sure what our, our equivalent would be. If anyone knows what the uh, you British or UK British equivalent would be, please let us know. So, so, yeah, circle the wagons, yeah. Circle the horse-drawn carriage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the first Earl of Shrewsbury. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Something like slap somebody with a sock or something, I don't know. Um, pistols at dawn. Yeah. yeah, pistols at dawn, yeah. yeah, Something like that, I guess. Yeah. Something gentlemanly, I suppose. Um, okay. This is... Hard stop at three. Hard to hard. Oh, this what's, way... this, this, what's this referred to? Then? You never heard that one before. No, no. So you know when you get those really annoying conference calls you're always on, you always get the person going, oh, I've got a hard stop at three, which basically means I can't be bothered with this meeting. At three o'clock, I'm leaving. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. That means well, I, just I, go... I need to leave at three. So hard why, stop why, why at three. Why can't you just say, I need to leave at three to go pick up? Do you know, I, I think I'd be stuffed in the corporate world because I've been out of it so long now. If I went back into it, I'd have to learn the whole language. I, I think I'd fail. And this is it. Perhaps, perhaps it's all this ridiculousness, isn't it? Or you could just speak plainly, and everyone thinks you're strange. So, oh, look, <laughs> you at him, look at him talking straight. It's actually, it's actually talking like a normal person. Um, yeah, I know. You'd, you'd, you'd have to learn the whole culture and the whole weirdness of it. I mean, a lot of the execs that use these terms, <laughs> you can imagine him sitting at home at a dinner table, saying, "Oh, I've got a hard stop at three. Ooh, how did you did you circle the wagons today?" <laughs> <laughs> kids going, "What?" It's touch base. Oh um, yeah. Right into the tombola. Thinking outside the box. Oh, this this is an old one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah this is this is this, I don't know how old this phrase must be. It must be like sixty years old or something, I don't know. But yeah, no, um thinking of different ways yeah, of yeah, it's like solving thinking, problems. Thinking differently, I suppose, isn't it? Or or something way out there, you know. But you know, it's a strange thing to say, isn't it? You know, it's like it, it's it's if you are thinking outside the box, you perhaps wouldn't use that kind of phrase, would you? Yeah, I think blue, was it blue sky thinking? I think that's another Yeah, that's a similar sort form of thing, of it, yeah, it? yeah. Um, you know, it's a stranger, and it's it's not the sort of thing that a normal person would say, though, is it? They just say, "Oh, let's go and be creative, or come up with a new idea, or something yeah. like that." Would be a better, a better way of putting it, wouldn't it? I'm gonna have to start using any, any kind of jargon now. It's making me think now. You'll you'll, you'll get home tonight, and you'll, uh, you'll start using these when you get yeah, home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So let's go and uh, let's go and do some blue sky thinking uh, around go, circle the wagons. Let's go gamify dinner. Let's have that hard stop at eight or something. <laughs> yeah. All right, your turn. Spin, okay. spin that tombola. Spin that tombola, and I have. What is this? This is step up to the plate. I assume this means you know get get to get to it, get to. Is that what you mean? So sort of like. Yeah. So you you need to step up. So sort of, yeah. So sort of, you, you need to do better. You need to perform better. Perform better, rather than just saying you know you need to do something or whatever. Perhaps it's, not, perhaps it's not helpful because it doesn't actually say how, how you've got to really, you say step up to the plate, but it's like, what does that mean? What do you have to actually do? You know, perhaps it's unhelpful, isn't it? It's an, in a yeah. way, as you say, or an unhelpful it's, statement. It's quite a, point, quite a pointless term. <laughs> the Internet of Things. I think in, this is one of those terms that's been kind of ruined a bit, by, I think, by a lot of businesses. Right. 
internet of things. Internet of things. It's like having all these connected devices on the internet. You know, it yeah. might be your home sensors or it could be something reading the air moisture. Yeah, I don't know. It's one of the things, I hate it when, um, in the startup world and then they'll be like, um, it'll become like trendy, won't it? They'll be like a certain, like internet of things become trendy and like everybody will say, oh, let's talk about, let's go and build it, do an internet of startups, internet of things startup or something like that. But And then every, everything becomes the internet of things. Oh, I've got a new laser printer. It's the internet of things. Oh, yeah. It's not just saying it's just a printer that connects, you know, wirelessly to your yeah. laptop or whatever, you know. It's, yeah, it becomes a little bit silly, I think, actually. Um, it's one of those sort of technical terms that were, you know, Brought together by technical people and it's then been ruined by uh, yeah I, like, I hate to say oh, it's the next big thing and it, oh it's, you know is it really you know I'm not entirely convinced to be honest you know a lot of the time but no. oh, have I got does that count is it uh, no it has to be a straight diagonal does it oh. yeah nice try <laughs> that's four is it oh it's got to be five you mean yeah oh, okay it's okay. a bit of a weird shape board but yeah, yeah on, okay your turn then okay oh I'm getting close I think we're getting close what's this Helicopter view, so it's sort of like a view of everything. From yeah, above. all the uh, all the, the thousand foot view. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that should be view. yeah, or same same sort of thing. Yeah, so perhaps it's like looking at everything in its totality. Um, again, it's probably not really helpful, is it? Really, in any way, in any realistic way. No, I think it's just somebody might say flippantly. But I mean, probably the person that would say that probably doesn't have a clue what's going off really. You know, you just you can't do you can you can't know everything that's happening everywhere. Um, again, I think it's another point in the statement, isn't it? Really. The people say, "Go!" I'm just glad I'm out of the corporate world. Okay, what's the next? Uh... Well, you've got a line. Oh, I've got a line. Oh, well, bingo! Well, cool. Well done. You are this year's bingo, <laughs> bingo, king. bingo winner. Yeah, we've still got a few phrases we haven't mentioned, but we'll, we'll save them for next year. Oh, we didn't do your favourite one of pivot. Pivot. I know. Yeah, I want to do that. Yeah, and MVP. That was another one. Um, I want to do. I think pivot just means you. You. Oh, we'll have to say that. Yeah, I, I, I can beep it. Beep, beep that out. Oh, I've got a whole collection of animal noises I've been waiting oh, to okay. use for, oh, for, really. for, for the swear. I will do it, yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's Christmas, we're allowed to swear, aren't we? I think. Yeah. Damn right. <laughs> well, that's helped me remember why I hate corporate life. Yeah, no, me I'm too. I'm so glad to be too. out of it. Me too, it's too much rubbish. So quickly before we wrap up then, so is there any, anything you got on, on your... List to Santa that you're Santa, hoping he's going to oh, squeeze down your chimney? Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, yeah, I've got like loads of crudely computers. I'm hoping to get a new computer or two. Um, I'm looking at, uh, I don't know how you pronounce it, is it Wuwei or Huawei or whatever? Huawei. Yeah. Uh, they, I'm, they, not, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. They do like a nice, it's got a MateBook X Pro. It's kind of their version of a MacBook Pro. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. It looks uh, literally identical to, yeah, identical yeah. to a MacBook, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's kind of, I like, I don't really want a Mac, but I like the idea of Mac hardware. So it's kind of a, a good balance, I think, because it's similar hardware to a Mac, but obviously it's still a PC. So um, the other thing I'm looking at, I'm a big fan of Chromebooks, so I really like uh, Google's Pixelbook. So I'd like one of those as well, I think. Um, but the other thing is I probably get probably sometime next year I'd like a new mountain bike, and my car's a bit cruddy, so I'd like a new car as well at some point. So various things I'm looking at in the future. But what about you? Was there things? You've got expensive taste. Yeah. One thing I was just going to say is when you configure the uh, the MateBook, does it come with the option for a spy chip or not? Why? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm just gonna, not going to be saying anything um, Maybe bad, bad about the Chinese government. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. i probably get seized or something, won't it, when I go into China, yeah. into, into Canada, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure... I can't imagine that I do anything that's that, that interesting that I'd really want to spy on, really. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. It, it, it's be interesting to see what goes on with this company, with 
that because it was it was it their chief financial officer was arrested. Yeah, yeah, in, in Canada, Canada, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think the Chinese have been randomly arresting Canadians now. I mean, like they that. they make some good kit. I mean, um, I know some people that got some of their smartphones that are pretty good. Yeah, I've, I know, I've got one of their um, their yeah. internet dongles, the, the gigabit LTE dongles. Yeah, which I use yeah. when I'm traveling, which is pretty good. Well, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let you know how I get on. Some things I wouldn't mind getting. So I really, I'm really into like noise cancelling headphones. So I've been using the Bose QC35s for quite a while. Okay, yeah, which yeah. have been kind of like some of the best ones. But there's another set of headphones called the Sony WH1000XM3. Oh, right, okay, that's that. <laughs> it's a bit of a mouthful, but it's um. It's the third generation of air noise cancelling headphones, and I got to try them out when I was in the airport when I went to um, Sweden. A few okay, weeks ago. yeah, yeah. And I was absolutely blown away by how good the noise cancelling was. Okay, yeah, yeah. Really, really. I mean, in a in a busy airport shop where it's yeah. quite noisy, it cancelled out the vast majority of the sound going on around you, apart from some like high pitch, some of the higher pitch stuff. Okay, yeah, it's yeah. absolutely phenomenal, and because I love. Putting my headphones on and just kind of cancelling out the world. Yeah, zoning out, yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking uh, Santa might have to drop a pair of them down the chimney at some point. Oh, good, yeah. Yeah, if you've been a good boy, yeah. Um, but also, I mean, I've got my MacBook Pro is due to go back to the leasing company okay, like, early, yeah. early yeah, next year. Yeah. And I've been kind of sort of working out what to swap it for. So do I go for another MacBook Pro or do I just go for the new MacBook Air? Cause, oh, okay, cause yeah. Because the leasing that, cost is about, half, is about half the price for the lease. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. And, you know, majority of the time I'm in the office and using an iMac. So most of the time I use a desktop machine. Oh, okay, I only yeah, really yeah. use a laptop if I'm working from home or travelling and I don't really do anything too heavy on it. Perhaps the MacBook, I assume the MacBook Air is like lighter. Is it lighter it's lighter, it's significantly less expensive in terms of the lease anyway. Yeah, so, if it's just to say, if it's just something portable you need to take around with it might be a better yeah. choice perhaps than the, the, the Pro. So I might do that. Okay, quite cool. Good. You got, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that's another episode in the can. Yeah, 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 that's good. a good one. So... I hope you have a good Christmas, Kev. Yeah, you too. Have a good Christmas and Actually, take it easy. You've, uh, you've got the four of you now, haven't you? Oh, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a first Christmas for the four of us. So, yeah, yeah it should so be good. Does that mean you're dressing new baby up as some kind of like Christmas pudding <laughs> or reindeer? <laughs> to... I, I don't know. We might have something. I don't know. Linda was on about it. We didn't do it with the first boy. Linda didn't agree with it. But for the second, we, we might be more inclined to do the, the rules Christmas are, The rules thing. always seem to be different. For yeah, the I think it's more relaxed. I think we're allowed to dress your second kid as a Christmas pudding, but not your first. Yeah, yeah. no, we might do a bit of that, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I hope you have a have a good break. Yeah, you too. Have take it steady. Have uh, don't eat too many mince pies, and uh, I'll see you in the next episode. Yeah, have a good Christmas, and to all our listeners. So, I mean, if you celebrate Christmas, have a, have a great Christmas or a great holiday season. Yeah, yeah. Have, have a great and yeah, and obviously try and leave us a review if you've got five minutes spare yeah. over Christmas. Um, that'd be much appreciated. If you don't celebrate Christmas, it's a normal day in the office. Uh, have a good yeah. day at work. Yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Enjoy whatever you're doing. Yeah. But right, we'll see you soon. Uh, cheers, okay. bye. Bye.